Welcome to Six Figure Coaches with Luke Charlton, where every week we interview a successful coach and break down their business. We take you behind the scenes in their marketing, advertising, and sales campaigns. We show you what's working. We show you their frameworks, their proven strategies, so you can implement them in your business to grow. Now let's bring on this week's guest. Here is your host, Luke Charlton. Hey, this is Luke Charlton here and welcome to the Six Figure Coaches Show. Very excited to have you here and very excited to bring on this week's guest. Um, before I introduce him, um, remember, if you would like to be uh, promoted and featured on the Six Figure Coaches Show, all you have to do is go to, what's the link again? Podcast, podcast.luke. I've got all these links that I have to remember for different things. Podcast.lukecharlton.com. So you want to come on here, be interviewed by me, yours truly, the Aussie Hermit, Luke Charlton, and be um, yeah, so promoted to my audience for free, just go to um, podcast.lukecharlton.com. There is one qualification, though, is you've got to be um, you know, earning over 250K per year as a coach, right? Because what we want, and the reason why you're probably tuning in is because I bring on top-level coaches who are very successful in their own industry so we can learn from them and so you can model their strategies in your own business so we dive into their marketing and sales process into their story into their tactics and the techniques that have worked really well for them to get them to their level of success okay so um so yeah if you're at that level or higher and you want to be on the show just go to podcast.luchon.com all right so with that being said let's get stuck into today's interview so who i have on today is pretty exciting uh he's a um uh, former IFBB pro. Now, for people that um, don't know what that is, that's the International Federation of Bodybuilding. So he was a former professional bodybuilder, featured on um, uh, you know multiple front covers of multiple magazines. He's been um, in this industry on helping businesses grow. I believe is about twenty of fitness industry about twenty four years. He can correct me on the specifics on that, whether it's business growth, but he's been online for fourteen years as well, helping businesses grow. Worked with um, fitness organizations, gyms like Gold. I mean, everyone's heard of Gold's, right? Gold's Gym, twenty four hour fitness, uh, Crunch Fitness. So some pretty big brands, and and now he works with um, with people to grow their own. Uh, fitness business basically online. So let me bring on today's guest, Tobias Young. Tobias, welcome to the Six Figure Coaches Show. So excited to have you here. Uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Luke. I appreciate it, man. It's it's good to be here. What's up, everybody? Glad to be here with all of you guys hanging out. Let's Actually, it's fun. good. Um, I do a lot of these interviews at like three in the morning, four in the morning. I just I get up really early, so I have calendar space at that time. And um, usually I'm a bit more quiet because my family's asleep, but I like your energy. It means I can kind of speak a bit louder as well. Yeah. Too. Um, anyway, so Tobias, tell me, as I said, you've been in the industry for almost 24 years now. And um, can you tell me a little bit about, when you say in the industry, is that including the professional bodybuilding or, or have you been helping businesses grow for that long? Like, can you just give us a bit of an overview of your story? Uh, to bring us up to where you know where we are today, or where you are. Yeah, today. absolutely. I started off actually um, doing um, personal training back in in 1999. So that's where I first got started inside the industry, and then from there yeah. uh, rose up the corporate gym chain, you know, ranks and and so forth. And then um, started doing some online fitness coaching. I you know I competed for 16 years, and that's where I turned pro and yeah, you know, got lots of cool, um, had lots of cool fun things. I was sponsored with Optum Nutrition, which is 
Do you guys know it's the biggest uh, yeah. company out there? So I was, they were flying me all over the place. That one yeah, I've been for like 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the lines used to be insane to every single Olympia and Arnold Classic and LA Fit Expo. It was like, it was crazy. It was so much fun, but it, it brought me so much joy. And so now what I do is I help online uh, fit pros and uh, create yep. their business online and then grow and scale their business. Uh, very cool. Very cool. So it was a, just a natural transition to to do that like to become was it just like oh this kind of makes sense based on what your back, background was or how did that transition happen yeah it, it's a funny story because i um like back a long time ago i didn't want to become a personal trainer because i was so passionate about fitness and then finally i was like i caught myself working at a bank and doing door-to-door -door alarm sales and all these yeah, yeah. crap i didn't want to do and i was like you know yeah. what i'm just gonna go all in and do personal training and then from there, it's like, you know, within three months of doing that, I like broke the club records and had a lot of a lot of fun and um, did that. And then, you know, obviously working in a corporate gym, you learn a lot. You learn a lot of structure. You learn a lot of systems. Yeah. But then in a corporate gym chain also is they have caps and like the more that you make, then they start, you know, bumping up the goals for the club and then you have to make even more. Um, so it's kind of like unfair and it almost discourages you from yeah. wanting you know, to, to keep growing. And I, I just figured like, you know what, there's gotta be a, a better way. And then on top of that, you know, doing all the competitions, people used to, you know, reach out to me, Hey, will you do like a nutrition plan and workout plan for mm -hmm. me? Um, a long time ago, and this was before online training was like even a thing. And mm -hmm. it was like back and forth, like email and all this kind of stuff. And, um, I just realized that I wanted to continue to maximize my impact with that. And so, you know, for the first five years online, I struggled. I freaking sucked to tell you the truth. Like I didn't know what to do. I was sending like Excel spreadsheets and docs and all this stuff and going back and forth and like literally just because it was like on my lap, but not really being able to grow it and scale it how I wanted to. Finally, what I did is I started to actually invest in myself and started hiring some, you know, uh, business coaches to be able to help me grow my business. And that's yeah. when it started taking off. Like I made all the mistakes in the beginning, you know? Yeah. So, Let's talk, tell me about some of those mistakes. That's the, that's where the, the learnings is, right? So tell me about some of the mistakes you made. And then also what specifically did these mentors help you with to get you to the next level? Yeah. So the first mistakes I started making was I would listen to marketers as opposed to like business coaches and they were like, Hey, you need to get a website. If you want to make this happen, if you want this to grow your business. And I was like, okay, well, I looked for like the best, you know, some of the best people around to help me with my website. And it was like $4,000. So I paid $4,000, got a new website and then crickets, right? Yeah. Nothing happened. I didn't have any clients. I was expecting like, why are people not signing up for my program? I built out a website and all this stuff. And then, you know, finally someone else connected with me and I was reaching out and it was like, no, it's not a high converting website. It doesn't have not a funnel. <laughs> conversion. Yeah, it's not a funnel, like the correct type of funnel. So I was like, oh my gosh, okay, here's another $4,000. And then nothing freaking happened. And they're like, oh, you need SEO to drive people there. Da, 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 da. And so then obviously SEO is like one of those long-term time things and still nothing happened. I was so frustrated. So yeah. then I finally like, worked with business coaches to help me. And the first thing that they taught me was like, hey, you need to learn how to market, not just have like a website. A website will just like sit on the yeah. shelf if you don't have flow coming to it. You don't know how to market. You don't know 
who to attract, like who's your ideal audience, all those kind of mm -hmm. things. I was like, well, I want to help that as many people as I can because mm -hmm. like, you know, um, you know, personal training in the gyms, you, you help everybody, right? You help the people that, you know, want to lose weight, the people that want to gain muscle, the old people that want to move better, like the businessman mm -hmm. that like just, you know, wants to get in better shape, like all these different types of people, athletes. Um, when you go online, it's a whole different ballgame because if you try to be a one-stop shop for everybody, your marketing and your messaging does not relate to any yeah. one particular person and you get nowhere. And that was one of my first mistakes that I made is I was trying to like do all these different types of posts for all these different types of people. And yeah. I was wondering why I was getting no traction. And then finally, first thing they had me do was like, hey, you need to narrow down your niche, which is called like your avatar, right? So then yeah. I started to do that. And then I was like, lo and behold, like my messaging started to attract that type of person. And then it just started to grow. And then there's, you know, things like, you know, building authority within that niche, building out your social media, creating a content strategy, having lead magnets that you create, where yeah. you're having giveaways, creating an offer that stands out, like the whole sales system. How do you do like a yeah, yeah. close and building out the back end program? So those are all things that um, my mentors, you know, uh, worked with me on. And I worked with, you know, some some great ones that, that helped out a whole lot. So uh, yeah. it's, I wouldn't it's be more a lot of coaches struggle with that to niche down, right? Because they can, they understand it logically when you say, if you try and speak to everyone, you speak to no one. But then when right. they actually sit down to actually narrow it down, there's something with their, their hand, they can't just write in a specific avatar. They, it has to, it, something stops and there's that block of like, they, they understand logically, but they don't kind of believe it deep, deeply. So that's something that I have to work on, on a lot with with a lot of my clients as well. So, um, but it but um, but it works, right? I mean, it helps you create a much uh, more specific message that cuts through all of the other messages, right? And and that's what gets you the response. Like once you get a bit more specific, you have a yeah, craft an offer for a specific audience. You start getting a better response in your campaigns. Yeah, exactly. Um, you have to address the pain points. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, okay, cool. So the so getting clear on the avatar was the first thing. Now, what was there? Like, tell me about the the specific strategies that, and this is going to be relevant to the coaches listening in as well. Obviously, you're at a much higher level now. But what did you initially once you got clear on that um target market? What were the next steps for you to start bringing in more consistent clients? is I had to be where my avatar hung out online. So you have to establish yourself and create yourself as the authority. Because if you're just like, you know, a, a nobody, like people don't see you as a go-to coach. So you have to actually be, you know, where where are they hanging out online? Are, there, are they in Facebook groups? Okay, what are they what are they shopping for? What are they doing? Like, how can you how can you provide more value? So when you start to do that, you build, I'm sure you guys have heard the no like and trust factor. If people don't know you, like you, and trust you, they're not going to invest, especially if you have a mm -hmm. higher ticket program. They feel like they need to learn more. And then you have to build uh, a lot more nurture and things in there, unless it's just like a low ticket, low dollar amount. But then you don't want those type of clients because I, that's what I started off with is I start off with a low ticket offer and you would attract the worst clients. Nobody would like, because they didn't pay very much, they didn't pay much attention to the program. You get the headache clients that want you to do a million different things for them. You have so many different clients. So you're having to create all these different type of programs. Eventually, when you narrow everything down, you create one specific type of program that solves one big problem for one type of person. And then you can like do all your research and find out exactly what you need to do step by step. 
to be able to help them. And then you know where they hang out online as well, because then you can start yeah. to uh, target that market. So that's the, the second main thing was like building authority. And then obviously third then is like your social media. It's like, yeah, obviously cool. that's going to be huge. And you mentioned this, uh, like a system there as well. Um, so is that like, so building a system for results, would that be the next step after that? Um, the social media, I call it the social media ninja. It's where you want to have your content creation. You want to have your strategy in place. So okay. you want to take your viewers through specific actions and thought processes, right? You, one, you oh, want to okay. show that, yeah. um, what they're doing is wrong and what, and you know, what they are doing is, is right. Right. So for example, I'll give you like a weight loss scenario. If, if somebody thinks that skipping a bunch of meals is going to be the best way to lose most amount of weight, obviously it's going to hurt their metabolism. They're going to get super hungry. They're going to get mood swings. They're going to be tired. The metabolism is going to crash. Then they're going to overeat and have all these binges and things like that. So that's not the best way. So you actually explain what they're doing is wrong and here's why, right? And then you want to have things that you give away where you give value. If you give, like you'll get 10 times more back in return. Mm -hmm. And then obviously you want to show like social proof that you can get the type of result that they're looking for. So initially, if you don't have a lot of clients, you can start off doing challenges or a case study program where you charge less, or you can start to, you know, coach your friends or whoever it is, just so you yep. can start to get some testimonials and some social proof, because yep. that's going to be huge. Mm -hmm. uh, video is going to be huge, being, being able to show your personality. So you don't want to just create a bunch of stock photos. Like that's not going to, that's not going to do well. You have to get yourself on video right. and show that you can actually uh, present that. And then you want to have at least one, one post every single week where you provide a call to action. And that's for them. Like, what do they need to do next if they want to continue to get help? So a call to action post. And then um, there's two other type of posts I highly recommend, and that's a connection post where mm -hmm. you can show a little bit more of your personal side so people can get to know you more as a person as opposed to just like business, 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 because then yep. they don't relate as much to you. And then the final one is just like, hey, here's a quick tip on this. Here's three things that you've probably been doing. And here's, you know, three things that you should be doing and, and kind of breaking it down. So like having a good social media strategy and then having a strategy to take your leads that you generate from social media, get them to raise their hand and then being able to convert those into a conversation. And then from a conversation, take that into a call and then from the call, being yeah. able to convert it into a client. Okay, interesting. And so you, with your particular clients, do you, you always start with like kind of organic social in the beginning. Is that right? Yeah. Um, everything that I teach, at least in the, in the beginning stages is all organic. I want, I want the coaches to be hitting at least $10,000, you know, before okay. they start to do anything where it's paid advertising. Cause if you don't have those foundational pieces down, it's so easy to just like waste, you know, all your money, mm -hmm. especially if you don't have the back end strategies and systems in place where you nurture those leads and you get them to book a call instead of just giving something away. Like people just waste all their, I've seen it so many times and that's why we want to build out the back end systems as well. Okay. And do you, what, what's the price point that they're generally selling at for like their fitness weight loss programs? Yeah. On average, like 500 bucks a month. So if you have like a 12 week program, it's maybe like 1500 bucks. I have some coaches that charge 3000 to 5,000 for that same thing. Um, yep. that have like built their confidence and their self-esteem and they've had tons of social proof and they have a badass delivery. Mm. And then I have other coaches just starting off that are in that three to 500 range, you know, yep. uh, per month. So it all depends upon that. You start to build confidence when you get it. 
And I remember the first time I had a mentor and they're like, no, you're not going to charge, you know, 300 bucks a month. You're going to charge $3,000 for your next program. You're yeah. going to do it. I don't want to hear anything else. And I was like, nobody's going to pay me $3,000 for a 12 week yeah, yeah. coaching yeah. program. And then finally I did it and they, they per and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, I said, that's got to be a fluke. And then yeah. I got another one and I was like, oh, well, maybe two. But then by the time the third time happened, I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. okay. And then you yeah. get, those are your best clients. They will do whatever you say. And they're the easiest clients to work with. It's so freaking awesome. So that's why I always recommend charging more and getting the best clients for your program. Yeah. It's, um, so when your clients, you know, cause a lot of coaches listening, you know, the, that's what I tell them to, you want to raise them your prices as much as possible. Obviously there's a point where the market's not going to accept that level, but usually coaches aren't anywhere, anywhere near that, that range. But, um, like, you know, there's often that kind of like, well, I don't feel like congruent, right. It's charging this amount, whatever that is, three grand, five grand, it's usually in that range. Um, if they're newer, what do you say to your, to your clients who are like, I'm too afraid, hate to buy some, too afraid to charge three thousand dollars. How do you approach that conversation? Yeah, it's it's limiting beliefs, and obviously mm. with the niches, the different niches are going to play different roles and price points and everything like that. Yeah. And that's why the more specific that you can help a person overcome a big problem, you're going to be able to charge more. If you if you just basically have a bland blanket. Uh, very vanilla type of program, coaching program, whatever it is, you're not going to be able to charge as much because it doesn't differentiate you from, mm -hmm. from everybody else. So once you have a unique offer um, yeah. that shows how you're unique, different, better, and then you have a, a very specific problem, like a high pain point that they don't care what it really costs. They just want to know that you're going to be the best person to be able to help them. Yeah. Then they'll slap down, you know, the plastic so much easier. Yeah. So, a yeah. lot of that is going to be like rewiring their belief system, mindset training. I know a lot of coaches don't like when you hear mindset, you're like, I don't need mindset. Nobody needs mindset. <laughs> like, you do. Everybody needs mindset. Like even myself, like, you know, I, I, I still have mentors and coaches that actually coach me through a lot of this stuff. And I do a daily format yeah. every single day, working on my mindset. Trust me, um, limiting beliefs will sneak in, but you have to just bite the bullet and go and build a badass program and do like focus on the results that you're going to get that client. And remember that your clients will pay for the result. It's not just the features of the program. So many coaches yeah. in the beginning too, they're like, Oh, I'll do, you know, a fitness app and I'll do a workout plan and I'll do this. Yeah. And this. People don't care about that. They just want to know, Hey, what's the result that right. I'm going to be able to give? This? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you can that. charge higher to get me. Yeah. It's interesting that you, and I've spoken about this in my, I've got another podcast that I do like just a personal one. And we're talking about a lot on this podcast as well about you start with that problem. The most important thing is like, what's the problem that you're solving? And then what's the promise, right? Of your offer? Like how, what, what are you, how are you promising to solve that problem? You do that. And that's like your whole campaign. And we kind of, we, we lose sight of the fact that in business, it's just, you're just solving problems. Like you've got a, there's a market with a problem and you've got the solution, right? So all you have to do is make sure that your promise connects with that problem. And that's literally like for what I found anyway, that's most of the success with your advertising campaign. And then you can set up the landing pages and all that stuff, but you've got to get that, those two components right first in the first instance. That does that resonate with you? Yeah, absolutely. When you when you when your offer like completely solves their problem and shows that you have a unique system 
And the delivery process that does it, it does it better than anybody else. Like people don't want to even work with anybody else. They'll pay you and they'll pay you more money than anybody yeah, else. Yeah, absolutely. Can. Yeah. So that's but the third component is the, okay, I want that result. How are we going to do that? That's the unique system. So that is very important. Whether you're in a niche with not much competition or in a, it's very important for, a, a you know, like weight loss, if you're just doing weight loss as an example, very important to be able to stand out in those markets is to have that unique system. Um, so that would be, I think, so that the biggest three components are, yeah, the, what's the problem? What's the result you're promising? And then what's the system to get them that result? That's like the, it kind of, you're speaking about weight loss. That's the unique, well, marketing term is unique mechanism, right? Um, mm -hmm. With with weight loss, that's why there's all these diets, right? Because every diet is like a, it's a unique mechanism. It's just another, another reason for people to, you know, try and lose weight again. Oh, the reason why I didn't lose weight is because I haven't tried the Atkins diet yet. Let me try that. And that's because I haven't tried the beach body diet or whatever the next diet is. Right. So that I, I like using diets as, as an example, because it, it shows, you know, what, what the definition of a, a unique mechanism, but it's a unique system. Right. So that's the importance mm -hmm. for yeah. every coach. Um, now, let me ask you, you mentioned that like, you know, cause weight loss, you're in fitness, right? You're having fitness professionals. <clears throat> How, what different, I'm just curious, like what different niches, niches are there in, in like, when you say niche, right? When I, let me, so we're on the same page. When I use the term niche or niche, the way I think about it is like a unique problem. Um, not so much a demographic. So there's a demographic of like, okay, I, I want to help executives get in shape. Well, the problem is still helping them get in shape. It's the same problem. Whereas a niche, um, or like a health problem might be something like binge eating, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that's more of a niche because it's more of a unique problem. So that's how I define niche. So on the same page, you might define it differently, which is fine. Um, so my, and my question is, what different niches are your clients going into in this health space like that you help them with? I'm just curious of the different types that you work in. Yeah, some of those same ones that you were talking about, like um, binge eating is is one, right? That's a that's a big one. Um, I have another client that a couple, few other clients that work with women going through hormonal decline. And obviously yep. associated with that is, you know, weight gain and all those things. So they're looking yep. for, for weight loss. And then I have another client that works um, with people with Parkinson's, right? That yeah. have a specific like yeah. problem and they need to build strength, but it's not like, Hey, I'm a strength coach. It's a, like, Hey, I work with people that have Parkinson's that, you know, yeah. lost of balance and all that stuff. So, I mean, you can imagine there's so many different variables that you can yeah. go into yeah. and yeah. the more specific you can be, then that's where you really start to like, boom, stand out, yeah. Yeah. get you away from a crowded market because weight loss, it's saturated. Like there's yeah. so many people in weight loss and everybody, you know, so many people want that, uh, which is actually fat loss. So many people want weight loss, but how can you sub niche that and like really differentiate yourself and, and dive a little bit deeper. So great point. And that look lots of, yeah, cool. I mean, again, this is, this is what we're discussing right now is, is where the money is made. Like, mm -hmm. cause we're marketed to so often by like <laughs> Russell Brunson and stuff. I'm not like kind of, um, trying to talk to he's, he's a great marketer but these marketers make us think that the reason why we're not successful is because we don't have this as we we're saying before like this you like this um five-day challenge funnel or what this tripwire funnel or whatever it is where what we're discussing right now is actually where the money is made it's like you're niching down finding a subcategory getting very clear on the market and their pains and frustrations creating a great offer for that market that's unique and then once you have that, you can put that message in any type of funnel and it will, you know, generally convert, um, mm -hmm. is, is like the way that I think about it anyway. 
Um, so I think it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a really valuable um, uh, conversation here. So let, let me ask you, um, so you do organic for like for co coaches kind of just getting started. Now, once they're at a certain level, that 10K a month level, and this is maybe what you're doing in your business, like where do you take them to from there? Do they go on to advertising from there? Like what are the other strategies that you teach them? Yeah, so the, the first part is going to be growing a team to support them and then building out the systems and automation so they can actually free up a lot of their time as well. Um, but a lot of a lot of times, you know, in the very beginning, you're doing everything, right? You're doing the social media posting, you're doing all the lead gen, you're doing all the conversations, you're doing all the sales, you're doing all the coaching, you're doing all the progressions. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you're going to be like, like, this is too much. This is too many things on my plate, especially when you start getting 30, 40, 50 clients then what you need to do is you need to have a team come in place to help take some of those things off your plate to free up your time. So you can focus more on the, on the items that you love to do, right? So maybe you love doing the coaching aspect, but you're like, man, I can't stand doing all these sales calls or yeah. whatever it is, or doing the, the outreach and the, in the legion, you can get somebody who loves doing that part. Some people just love doing the sales and they'll like, mm -hmm. come on and do a commission percentage or you, so many people, as you know, like probably, you know, hit us all up in the DMs. Hey, I'll help you out with lead gen. They'll do all the lead gen for you. Mm -hmm. um, obviously I want the coaches to learn how to do it really well themselves first before they hire somebody. So that way they can create the proper SOPs like standard operating procedures yeah. on how it should be done. What's the messaging? What's, you know, what works, what doesn't work. Cause if you just outsource everything without knowing, you know, yeah, behind exactly. it, then, yeah. you know, um, you're at mercy of whatever happens to them and it's never going to be fully optimized because you're going to know yeah. better than anybody else what your market needs and wants. And then yeah. from there, obviously, um, going into paid advertising and being able to scale once you have the whole system and frameworks and funnel and everything set up, then you scale it with the ads. Okay, cool. And, um, Actually, I just hired a salesperson for the first time and gone through the, the process of like training them up. And he's actually starting on as a setter role. So like just dialing nice. for yeah. me. And but I did it all first, right? Um, so I don't know if you know who Cole Gordon is. So I went through Cole's huh? um, yep. program and and he says, like, you know, if you want us, us to place a setter for you, you actually have to get on the calls first, know your number, like know the process, know your KPIs so that when they come on board um you there's a benchmark right and you know whether they're underperforming or they're overperforming and, and this is great advice because a lot of us coaches we just want to like just outsource it like just get someone to do my sales calls for me just get someone to just run my ads for me it's like no you you need to learn how to run your ads first so that when you hire an agency as an example you know you know whether they're performing or not um mm -hmm. and i've seen that so many times over the years where business owners they'll hire copywriters is another good example and yep. they don't know what good copy is Right. Um, so I recommend coaches, like, even if you don't want to be a professional copywriter, like study some copywriting books. So you understand when you go to critique someone's copy that they've written for you, whether it's good or not. And that's like one of the most important parts of your business is uh, having a message that converts. So yeah, great, great advice there. Um, now what, um, what are some of the mistakes that you see that, you know, throughout this process of getting to the, the paid advertising stage, what are some of the other mistakes that you see your, our clients make on that journey yeah it's usually when they try to skip steps and they don't follow like the proven pathway because i have a full proven pathway the templates like literally it's plug and play like here we have to obviously tweak it to your marketing your messaging those yep. things but like literally everything's in there and they're just like they're just like well let me get my website first done and i'm like 
follow this first. Do not <laughs> want to build a website if you don't even know who you're trying to target. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I see this all the time. And then, you know, hey, you need to get feedback. Like if they try to skip getting the feedback that they need, that's another big mistake. Because if you hire a business coach, use that business coach because you're going to learn like what works and what doesn't work. Don't try to figure it all out on your own. Like if you create mm -hmm. something, like get feedback on it, see what needs to be adjusted, see what needs to be tweaked, see what's really well, get that feedback on like literally as much as you can. Um, so those are the top two things is going out of order and then not getting the feedback that they need. So that way they, they learn from what's what they should be doing. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and I see that too. Now, one thing I'd, I'd like to ask you, go back to your own personal story, because, uh, you, you know, you've been on like multiple magazine covers. Um, you know, and getting media is something that um, I'm not an expert in, but I'm always interested to because it's such a I was talking to this uh, about this to another guy I interviewed yesterday, actually, like the, the, the just the power of of media of getting on, you know, podcasts on magazines, TV shows, etc not so much to get you clients, but as an authority builder. So when someone comes into your world, they go, wow, he's been on like six magazines. You know, yeah. obviously he's an expert like that. It's like seeing a doctor in a white lab coat, right? With a board and everything. It's, it, it says instantly that they're the, you know, they're a doctor and they, and it's, um, it bypasses that, that objection of, oh, this person doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. So that's where I think me getting in media is so powerful. So my question to you is, um, how did you, was there a process that you went through to get on those magazine covers or did it just come from the fact that you were a great IFBB professional bodybuilder? How did that happen? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it came from my sponsorship with Optum Nutrition. I can't lie. Like, cause once you start, once they start putting you in all the magazines, like, cause Optum mm. was, you know, used me for a lot mm. of their stuff. Then some of the other people like the, um, you know, the higher end photographers and things started to take notice and, and, you oh, know, okay. um, wanted to get together and do a shoot. And who knows if Optimum was like, Hey, I got this guy that would be great for your magazine. You know, that yeah. was probably part of it too. But before that, when I was actually competing on the stage, like some of the top photographers were like, Hey, let's have a show, photo shoot like Bill Comstock. He was like the, the head photographer back in the day of like, um, muscle muscular development and muscle mag. Yeah. And so we did like photo shoots for some of those magazines. And I was like a nobody and like never to be heard. And I was just starting my competition, but he's like, man, you just, you know, you have that, that something and I want to be able to capture it. So then we started to do that. And then it just started like taking off. And then what I did some of the time was I would just, you know, email some of the magazines and I was like, you know, send them a couple of shots. I was like, Hey, you know, whenever you, you know, you need somebody, if you're in the area, whatever, just let me know. And then like muscle and fitness, like flew me out to LA and we did it. Da, 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 da. And so, um, after that, once I started to kind of get out there, then it kind of just kind of took its itself, you know, off. Um, yeah. And then also I had like some agencies kind of like reach out for modeling agencies and they would just like, you know, put me out there in you know, some of the different areas too. And I was like the, the Colossus X-Man, I was like the character for the book. That they created. Uh, cool. Some cool stuff that I got, that I got to do in there too. So, yeah. Well, I, well, there's a lesson in that as well. Cause I think a lot of this media, it's like a snowball, right? You know, and this is for, once you get into an industry and you become you know, you build, you're in your niche and you be, you get more and more clients, more and more case studies. There's going to be opportunities the way you start getting, you know, interviewed on podcasts and then you get on bigger podcasts and then you get in like a radio show or in TV and it, and it does build from there. So, um, you know, what, that's what I've noticed with, with, with my story anyways, it's like these opportunities will come to you that you never have expected.
because of as you start building as I said that you know, a name for yourself so i think there's a lesson in that even though you didn't have a specific strategy that you kind of implemented does that resonate? Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. I didn't have a strategy. I was just like, literally, yeah. I was like, I just wanted to compete and I wanted to, I've always dreamed, like one of my dreams was to be on the cover of a Muscle of Fitness magazine. Hmm. And it was just like a goal. And I was just, you know, I was like, okay, that's my goal. I would love to be able to hit that. But then I just started, you know, competing and working out. And, you know, I had um, started off doing like, a, a, I think a local shoot with like a local photographer just to get some stuff from, you know, um, like optimal nutrition to send them out. And then from there, it just like, once you get in one, one big thing, it just, yeah. It just off and it just, goes. I think that but is a great lesson. Cause What's when that? you get in, that is a great lesson. Cause when you get in media, one of the first quite like, if you go to want to get on a TV show or something, one of the first things that they'll do is they'll, they'll kind of go, what other TV shows have you been on? Right. Mm -hmm. The reason why is because they want to know that you're a safe, interview like you're going to deliver good value or whatever it is for the show that they, they don't want you to come on and just kind of freeze and like not be able to speak properly so they look at other things that you've been on to know that oh this person's an actual expert they're safe they know how to deliver an interview etc cetera, etc cetera. so you're right there it's a great lesson like once you get on one then it leads to the next one so it's 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 probably the hardest to get in that first big one and but that then it snowballs a lot faster from there so that is it that's a good tip so once you get on one leverage that to get on the next one then leverage that to get on the next one it's much easier from there yeah. Um, cool. So my, uh, my next question is, uh, what, what do you do to get clients? Like, do you have, um, are you running ads at the moment? If so, what is that, what does your funnel look like for lack of a better word? Yeah, I, I, um, I run ads and I also have, um, like a team that works for me, like appointment setter team and, and so forth. Yep. So I have three people that, you know, are booking appointments and then I have a sales team. I have three sales reps that handle the enrollment process and yep. then you know, I handle the actual coaching. And then I also have an ad agency now that does the, the ads and takes care of all that stuff off my plate, which is nice. So, you know, various different types of uh, strategies. So sometimes you want to do like top of the funnel. So uh, top of the funnel is more towards like a newer audience. Like for those of you who are learning what that means, so you can do things like lead magnets, things in there. So it's something that you're going to be able to give a value where they can download and they can start to get to know who you are. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can retarget the top of the funnel into what's called middle of the funnel, where they like kind of like the next step, um, where you can do maybe a little bit of a training type video, you know, something where it's like, oh, give them some more value instead of just like a free ebook download. It's like, hey, there's a free training on how to overcome this. Um, and then the bottom of the funnel is like sending them to more of like a a, like a, a VSL or something, right? So a video sales yeah. letter where you're like explaining the process and they already kind of know you a little bit because they've already seen your ads and they've kind of like been in the top of the funnel and downloaded some of your resources and been retargeted into middle of the funnel. Now they're like warm, right? And they're like yeah. hot. They, they're that, that person that will take that next step to book that call or to, you know, enroll in your course or, or those type of things. So running various different type of ad sets, um, Man, I had my Facebook account got shut down for like a year and a half because um, really? somebody, yeah, somebody hacked the account and then, you know, I had to verify with Facebook and then you upload oh, that's ID yeah, and that's verification fail. And I was like, oh my God, that's me. It's my driver's license. And anyways, back in action. So all good now. But those are some of the, the three kind of keys on different types of advertising you can do. And there's a lot of different stuff you can do. Right? There so is. Yeah. yeah. Do you generally start with it? That's what I recommend coaches because it's the easiest for them to start with an ad campaign. It's just like a lead magnet to start with that. Mm -hmm. Is that generally your cold traffic approach for those that don't know you? Yeah, you can do like a lead magnet funnel works really well. And then when they download the lead magnet, then you have like 
um, a next step for them to take if they are ready, right? So it could mm -hmm. be like, hey, you know, now that you downloaded my XYZ cheat sheet, um, stay tuned here. Here's the, the three best ways that you're going to be able to implement this in your business or whatever it is. So you give them a little bit more value and then you can have an optional call to action where they can, hey, if you want to get help with this, you know, book a call below and we'll help you implement it into your business or whatever it is, right? So yeah, it's already yeah. kind of going in there. Another good one um, for a quarter audience is to do like a, if you have a Facebook group where you put um, something of high value inside, mm -hmm. like the guides inside your Facebook group. So they have to join your group in order to get that, that free resource in there too. So then you, your, your group builds and then you're able to nurture those people longer because obviously they're going to be seeing, you know, your group. And so they get, they get warm pretty quickly, especially if your group is resonating towards what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually what I do. Um, I got two kind of funnels. One of them is more just direct pitching the offer in the actual ad to mm -hmm. a VSL. But my other one, which is, I like it because it's more consistent. It's just a lead magnet. And then on the thank you page, so it's a lead magnet, it's called the nine email offers. Um, then on the thank you page, I basically say, hey, I've got this other framework called the one sentence offer that gets $5,000 clients. If you want to know what the one sentence is, I give it away for free in the group. So that's the call to action. So I'd say about 50% of people who opt in for the lead magnet will join the group from that. Um, so that's how I build my group and it works really well. And one of the, one of the questions I ask when they join is, um, and this might be, if you're not doing this, probably are, is, um, hey, I've got this offer. I've got a program where I'll help you book appointments, um, 20 appointments per month within 90 days. If you're interested in learning more, leave your number below. So they leave their number, probably about 50% of people, and then we call them from there. Yep. So that's, um, yeah, it's a little strategy for everyone listening. That works That works really well from a lead magnet. And I said I like it because it's more consistent than the pitching the offer in the actual ad, which can work really well. It gets those people that are ready to buy right now but there's not as many of them so it tends to be quite inconsistent like some days the cost per click like doubles versus the day before um mm -hmm. which is a bit annoying so so again i like lead magnets the way i teach it it's just it's just easier yep. it just makes things much easier um cool all right so final question tobias and i appreciate your time you delivered so much value today um uh so you, let's pretend you're at the top of a mountain and ask this on for august right you're at the top of a mountain and you're looking down there's thousands of coaches and you, you can only shout one message to them uh, to be more successful, what is that message? Hire a coach that's been there and done the exact thing that you're looking to do. Yeah. So you're either, I mean, you guys know this, you're either going to invest a bunch of time and you're going to be making all these mistakes like I did for my first five years. I tried to do it all on my own. I was like, no, I'm not, I don't need to hire anybody. I can figure this out. I didn't yeah. figure it out all out. Like, or you, you might be able to figure it out, but then there's still going to be plenty of holes in your game. Or, Number two is you cut that five-year time frame into like five months and you learn like everything that works from top to bottom so that you're, you're not reinventing the wheel and you already can work on a proven system and then you can just implement those steps and then you can just make it yours. So obviously making, you know, unique to, to your own situation. That would be my number one thing. If I could rewind time, I would have done that from day one and like it would be so much better. I would have saved so much time, effort, money, frustration, headaches, everything. That's good advice. Although I, I did, it is great advice. One caveat to that I'll say is yeah, hire the right mentor. I did exactly that. I spent about 35 K on my first mentor and he, he, he ripped off that many people that he ended up moving to China because <laughs> yeah, no joke. Cause that, cause he just got such a bad name. Um, 
And yeah, because no one knew him over there. So I would say, yes, hire a mentor, absolutely. But just make sure that they're the right mentor. As you just said, like yeah. someone has actually done what you want to do and has coached other people through that process. And I thought based on his case, case studies that he had done that, but he was, <laughs> he's one of those typical gurus that we all kind of um, rally against in, in our market. Uh, so yeah. anyway, um, Tobias, thanks for coming on. Uh, again, for giving up your time, delivering great value today. So where can the... Uh, listeners and watchers go to viewers, go to um, learn more about you and what it is that you do. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Luke. This was amazing. Um, if you want to check out like my, my main, you know, landing page, it is a TNT fit or feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or uh, Facebook, Tobias Young, Instagram, it's Tobias Young one. And, or you can, if you're a fit pro looking to grow your business and you want to join a cool Facebook group, lots of cool resources then you can go to the online fit pro community. Thanks Tobias. So go check out Tobias. And um, once again, thanks for coming on Tobias and uh, for everyone for listening in, uh, we'll see you on next week's show, Six Figure Experts show. We'll see you then. Cheers.